0: Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Welcome to Podcast 8. Today I want to talk to you about procrastination. It's something that I've written about in blog posts over the last year, but it consistently comes up again and again. And it's been coming up with some of my coaching clients recently. And it's also something I get questions about in my Facebook group. And it helps me recognize that this is something that we all struggle with, that so many of us are putting off the things that we know we want to get done, but just struggling to find the motivation to do it. And so I want to address that today and just talk through a few things that if you've read some of my blogs, you will have heard some of these ideas before, but I just really wanted to move the conversation onto the podcast space so that we could really, I could really delve a little deeper with you and discuss what this looks like in real life. So why is procrastination a problem? And we all know why deep in our hearts. And what I hear from my coaching clients and what I know from my own life is that it causes us a boatload of stress. When we're putting off the stuff we know we need to get done, it weighs on our minds and it is heavy to carry knowing that we've got this to do and that to do and that thing that we've been thinking about that we still haven't got around to that isn't going away, that causes us stress. It's like putting a whole heap of extra weight in our backpack and carrying it around when we don't need to. And that's one of the reasons why I want to have this conversation is because if we can be honest about our propensity to procrastinate, that's when we can do something about it. I also want to talk about the different types of procrastination. There's the the putting off and starting the big goals like exercising and changing our diet and the stuff that feels really overwhelming to start with. And then there's just the little niggly tasks that we just don't get around to. And that's the stuff like paying the bills, ringing the accountant, you know, just those annoying little jobs that if we don't actually attend to can come back and bite us on the butt big time. And they can both be issues in different ways. So I want to talk first a little bit about the big life changes that we we put off or the big tasks that we don't get started with. And one of the hugest issues around that is that we kind of leap in wanting to make these changes and then we never really commit and we're not sure why we don't really commit. And I think the problem is that most of us forget to really dive deep into why we want something before we go for it or before we decide that that's something that we need to do. And there's this big, huge difference in our commitment when we're coming from a place of should rather than want to. And I just want to drill that point home again for a second and ask you, are you procrastinating because you feel like you should do something rather than you really deep down want to do it? Because the problem is that if we're coming from a place of should, I should lose weight, I should take my friend's daughter out shopping, I should change my diet. I should exercise more. If we're coming from a place of should, our commitment is always going to be shaky. And so then there's the other option, which is coming from a place of want to. And that want to, I want to eat differently. I want to go to the movies with my friends. I want to exercise more. I mean, you can already, I'm sure, feel a difference in just the language around those two. And the problem is that most of us are having that conversation in our heads unconsciously and never being really explicit about whether we're coming from a place of, I should change my diet, as opposed to, I want to. I really want to. And that is a vital part of your commitment to the bigger goals in life. And I always drill down with my clients when we're talking about procrastinating on big things and encourage them to go for why they want something. So if you want to change your diet, why do you want to change your diet? If you want to exercise more, why do you want to exercise more? And really drill deep into what the driving force deep down inside them is because the commitment to do something has to be driven by a level of passion or energy and the more excited or committed or driven you are to do something the more likely you're going to do it and not put it off or procrastinate and a big part of that is having a super solid understanding of your why the best thing about a why or really being clear about your why is that that is the thing that you can hold on to when you're struggling for the commitment or when you're starting to procrastinate, you can come back to your why for the extra nudge that you may need to keep going. So for example, meditation. If you were to start a meditation practice, what is your, what is your goal? Why do you want to start a meditation practice? Are you doing it because someone told you you should? Are you doing it because you believe that's the way towards happiness? Or are you doing it because there's something inside of you that's genuinely excited about it and you want to develop a sense of calm? Or are you doing it so that you can be calmer for your family? Because that's a great why. It doesn't always need to be about, You, but it's just really important to identify what that why is so that you can hold on to it when you need it. So, that's some of the key ideas for assessing your commitment and getting clear about what you want to do, why you want to do it, and if you're coming from a place of should or the more authentic option that you truly want to deep down in your heart. I want to switch now a little bit to the the niggly little things that may be causing us troubles in our lives and that we might have a tendency to procrastinate around and talk about some of the, the really practical things we can do to try and manage that. So one of the first things I want to discuss is I often speak to people who are procrastinating because they don't know where to start or they feel like they've got so much going on up in their heads that they're not sure what the first move is. And honestly, one of the best ways to deal with this kind of tendency towards procrastination is to get the stuff out of your head and onto a piece of paper. And literally I mean mind dump everything that you feel like you need to do put it onto a piece of paper and from there organize it into a to-do list and organize which is the most important or which is the quickest task for me to do, which I'll talk about in a second and kind of prioritize what your day looks like or your week looks like and set up some level of accountability by having it on paper that you know you can tick it off once it's done, which also gives you that really awesome feeling of achieving something But it's also knowing that you've got it out of your head and onto paper, which really lowers the stress levels because the fear of forgetting is lessened hugely by knowing that you've safely put it onto a piece of paper. I have a blog post where I talk about exactly how I plan my day to make sure I don't miss anything. And I learned that when I was working in uh, the corporate space about how to organize all my tasks and how to organize my day and everything that was going on so that stuff didn't fall through the cracks. And it's been one of the best things for me in terms of procrastinating because once I have it written down on a piece of paper, I can't ignore it anymore. I can't ignore the task or pretend it's not there. And I don't have that feeling of satisfaction until I've ticked it off. And so I really do recommend, if it's little niggly things that you're ignoring, then planning your day or writing to-do lists can be an excellent way to encourage yourself to get it done. The second one is, is common sense in a lot of ways. And I call this one the five minute rule. And literally, if a task is going to take you less than five minutes, do it immediately. Do it right then, And get it done. Tick it off. This could literally be making your bed, which I'm a big believer in making your bed. I mentioned that in our morning routine podcast. But it literally takes two minutes. Just get it done and you'll feel so much better. Or it could be that thank you note you've been meaning to write or that thank you email you've been meaning to send now for three weeks. Just do it. And then you can get it off your to-do list and stop carrying around in that backpack and making it feel like extra weight and pressure. When it's a simple fix, you can have it done really quickly. So yeah, this one is really just about owning the little tasks and saying, that will take me two minutes, do it now, get it done, forget about it. In terms of if your, your goal is to work out more or your goal is to change something about your behavior, the other thing that is really good, and I use this in my in my self-care challenge, is setting up some accountability somehow. And that might be having a coach who you know that you're going to have to talk to in a month's time who's going to ask you, and how did you progress with those goals? And I do this myself. I have my own business and writing coach, and I move more efficiently and my productivity level goes up because I know I need to report back to her about my progress every month and so for me it's like a a personal trainer for your life or your business or by knowing that I have to check in with her it ups my accountability level big time and obviously this is what I do for other people too I in all my coaching and I I don't set overwhelming homework, but I give my clients suggestions that they can try on that we will talk about in the next session, which really just ups the motivation around giving these things that I know will improve people's lives. But it gives them that nudge to get started because starting always the hardest part. It's always the hardest part when we're changing our habits or our behavior. But the other way you can do this is to make commitments with friends or other people. So if you want to work out more, is there a friend who you can arrange to meet twice a week at the gym? Or is there a colleague that you can agree to walk with three times a week before work? Or can you find an accountability partner online somewhere in a Facebook group you might be in? Um, that serves as that person that's going to check in with you and say, where are you at with that goal you wanted to achieve? So accountability can be a really good one to help get you over that hurdle. If you know you want it bad enough, if you've got a solid why, and it's just that literally getting off your butt to do it thing, then commit to someone else. Cause none of us like letting other people down. <laughs> I know I don't. It's, um, Yeah, I'm much better at working out when I have a personal trainer. I'm not going to lie. The other reason that people procrastinate is because they feel like a task they need to undertake is too big or they don't know where to start. And I see this a little bit in my executive coaching clients where they're dragging their heels on something and it always comes down to the fact that they don't know how to get started, but they're not being honest with themselves about that. And so I'd really challenge you, if there's a project that matters to you, or you know you need to get done, but you're not moving forward on it, what is stopping you? Is it because you're not sure where to get going? And if that's the case, give yourself permission to plan. And we should always do this with any task we're undertaking. But with planning, a lot of people feel like they're not being productive enough when they're in the planning phase. And ultimately this is such an essential phase if you're going to be really productive later on. Because it's once you know where to go that you can really move forward on a task. And this comes right down to the fact that if you don't know how to undertake a big task that you've got ahead of you, start with the next three obvious steps. So if you have no idea how to start on this task, Break it down into the baby steps. Who can you talk to that can help give you insight or guidance into how to get going? And start there and put that on your diary and be committed to it. Finally, there's the uh, idea of a little bit of uh, extrinsic motivation. And I know that sounds probably really technical to some people, but it's just the idea that we're motivated by rewards many of us are, not all of us, but many of us, that will help us. And we can do that with ourselves. We can say, once I do this really icky task that I don't want to do and I'm avoiding, I'm going to go and buy that dress that I want, or I'm going to reward myself with a hot bath, or I'm going to take a nap this afternoon after I've done the stuff that I don't want to do this morning, whatever it might be. If you build in like a, once you do this, then I can do that scenario. uh, It can help you get that little extra nudge when you can sort of have the carrot at the other end that's inspiring or motivating you to get going. So in summary, there's many reasons why we procrastinate. And I hope this podcast has given you some ideas or empowered you just a little bit more to get going. And in summary, the key points I mentioned was about how crucial it is to really understand and be committed to your why. Why do you want this? What is it that is driving you? How passionate are you? Because if you're not sufficiently passionate, you might be better just to let the goal go. And that comes down and leads in nicely to the, are you doing it because you should or are you doing it because you want to? Because should is always going to lead to flimsy commitment. So go after the things or focus on the things that you're doing because you really, really want to, not because you feel like you should. I then talked a little bit about some more practical ways to move through commitment in your everyday life or procrastination in your everyday life. And I'm going to put up a blog post, which I've referenced a lot of these in, and you can find the link by going to my website, www.thrive.how forward slash podcast eight word podcast number eight. But the simple things, if your mind is feeling jumbled, get it out on paper, write a to-do list Take off things once you've done it and that feels like achievement and that helps me no end with getting rid of those little tasks off my list. It also means I can't forget them. Then there's the five minute rule. Be honest, if it's going to take two minutes, just do it because the extra pressure it causes by holding it on your, like I said, like baggage that you're carrying around all day thinking I should do this, I should do this, I should do this. It's not worth the pain. Just do it if it's going to take a couple of minutes. Then there's the setting up accountability somehow, making commitments to other people, getting a coach, organizing workouts with friends, whatever it might look like for you. But if there's something you want to achieve and you're dragging the chain, set up some accountability somehow. Break your big tasks into small goals. Make them manageable. If you don't know where to start, Just work out what's the very next step that will take you closer to achieving your goal. You don't have to see the whole lot before you start. And finally, reward yourself, that extrinsic motivation. Tell yourself that you can do something, have something, something that's going to excite you and motivate you. You can have the good stuff once you do the hard stuff. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can go and look up my website, www.dubdubdub.com thrive.how. And I've got a whole heap of blog posts around development, um, personal development over there that you can search in my archives, but you'll also find my contact details if you'd like to talk to me further. And if you found this podcast useful, I'd love if you could leave me a review. iTunes loves that. And the podcast is still relatively new, so it helps me get the word out there. I'll be back next week with an interview with Emma Milden, which I'm so excited about. So, this one is definitely for the soul searchers among us. She is the best selling writer of the Soul Searchers Handbook, and it is everything that a new age girl needs in terms of reference when it comes to navigating a spiritual world. And we had so much fun chatting. I can't wait for you all to hear it. So, be sure to tune in next week to find that episode with Emma. Thanks for listening to Here to Thrive. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you could go into iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. I'll be back again next week with more tips on how to live a happier life. See you then.